Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the latest episode of the Tipping Point Podcast, where black men freely speak their minds. I'm Caesar Walker. And I'm Ronnie Gatry. And guys, we want to thank you so much for your support of our podcast, listening to us on SoundCloud. Do us a quick favor. We have heard some of your complaints. And what we've done, because we can't stop talking for longer than an hour, we've made a... We've made a conscious decision to chop up our podcast. We have a full podcast, but then we also follow it up in subsequent days with snippets from the entire podcast. So you can hear different segments like the player of the weeks. You can hear segments like our lightning round, the main topic. Those will last like 30 minutes or so tops. So for those of you who just need a quick, you know, uh, podcast or content on the go, you can't sit there and listen to us for however long we talk. You can go out to our SoundCloud page and get the content there. So guys, continue to support us. Continue to like the podcast. uh, Follow us. Share the content. Comment where needed. And uh, we appreciate you guys for your support. Thank you very much. Let's get started. So. We were off a week. We were. We didn't get muted. Happy belated birthday to your wife as well. Thank you. That's why we were, that's why we did not record. Her birthday fell on a weekend, which is, we typically record on a weekend. And And that's one of the first fans of the tipping point. We got to just, I got to just show my love. So. Yes. Yes. I would definitely relay that to her. She had a great birthday weekend, by the way. Uh, So yes, we, uh, we had that, we. We had a lot of feedback from the past podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah. You did especially. Yes. Ears and eyes burning. Burning, huh? Yeah, man. But, you know, I like that podcast. I thought it was a good one just because, you again, I want us to be a podcast where we freely speak our minds. Yes. And I want us even, because what I don't want us to do is fall into the trap of groupthink where we're just saying what we think people want to hear. Right. I want us to freely say what's on our minds, right. and I think you did that, even though it was the unpo- it was an unpopular opinion by a lot of people. Right, and I think that's what makes us will help make us more authentic moving forward. Is that people can trust that hey, these people aren't just giving lip service right. to something; they really are having honest conversation. And oftentimes, when you have honest conversation, you're going to hear things that may rub you the wrong way. Absolutely, and I think again. What made our conversation so dope is that in doing that, dude, we were able to have two opposing opinions to a very, 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 very polarizing discussion. Right. Absolutely. Everyone has been talking about that, uh, the R. Kelly situation. And so for the conversation of separating the art from the artistry, I just thought it made for great content and people were still talking about the podcast and about that situation days, weeks, even after that docuseries aired. So I did go back. I didn't watch the docuseries, but I got more information about what came out of the docuseries, if that makes sense. My wife was into it heavy, so I got pulled into it. And and the good thing about it is I got to understand some of the feedback I got. Gotcha. You know, because by the time I gave my viewpoint, I hadn't seen it. Mm -hmm. So now I watched maybe half an hour of one of the one of the segments or one one episode of the docuseries. Okay, you don't remember which one? Was it like one of the first ones no, or My Homegirl okay. Sparkle was in it. I do remember that. And it may have been midway through it. Okay. Yeah. And she didn't deserve the clowning you gave her by the way. Okay. So you went back and listened to the song? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's God's child, man. Relax. I already said she was 
She looks well. Let's move on. Yeah, you're just wrong, but let's move on. <laughs> Says the guy who didn't watch the docu <laughs> Anyway, um, but anyway, so you after we did the because we recorded earlier because you had to go out of town. Yeah, you yeah. went. You went to. I went to California. Okay, uh, San Jose to be exact. For for a uh, bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Walker. It was funny. The you know we we. This year we wore the the crimson jerseys, right? Okay, and it was it was symbolic of the bloodshed. <laughs> no, dude, no I, one no one saw that come. He's referring to the the national championship game involving Alabama and, and Clemson. And listeners, I want y'all to focus on one thing. This is why I don't like Walker as a human. <laughs> um, he's he <laughs> he could be fiendish at times, dude. <laughs> Do not come at me. I am not responsible for this. You are. No, I'm not. Oh, oh, listen. I'm not responsible for this. You better be glad. I wasn't in California. You better be glad I'm not an official sound engineer because I'd have your clips ready. I'm glad you aren't. (laughs) I remember what I said. I actually recall what I said. You said what you said. I did. I did? Dude, okay. Don't do that. And then you went home and you said, yes. No. (laughs) It is done. Right. <laughs> no, dude. Like, be just be honest. Let's be honest. It, no one saw that no, coming. It's not your fault, Walker. But I love giving no, you the blame either way. Nobody we, saw we that didn't coming. Show up, Walker. It. Why did? What, what? Do you know? Do you have an idea of what you think happened? I don't, but I have a gallon's worth of conspiracy. If you want to, are we here for that? Just give me. Just give us one. One gallon. No. <laughs> Or what? One conspiracy theory. <laughs> one conspiracy theory. It's so dumb now that I'm verbalizing it. Okay, and I don't even believe this, but most conspiracy theories. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very so, few of them make you say, "Huh." So here's one. Here's one theory that I came up with. He he let Dabo win in convincing fashion to maybe encourage him to think that this is too easy. And maybe coerce him to considering Alabama once Saban retires. Because Saban and Dabo are lake house buddies, right? So in the offseason, they boat, they fish, they do all this stuff together, right? I didn't so, think Saban boated or fished he, at all. <laughs> Here you go again. No, I thought he I thought he only lived in... You didn't see training days rolling with the tide? Oh, you probably don't waste your time watching that. What, what's, the, what's that? <laughs> they show the lighter side of Saban. Okay. Saban owns several boats. You can't have a boat without going fishing, right? Okay. So, yeah, he fishes. He has a good time. It's just when it's football time, he's locked in. That's my thing about Saban. It's always football time with him. Well, that's true. But anyway, um, so I mean, that's one That's one theory. Okay, let me ask you this. Because oh, I don't believe it. I, don't, I think that theory is... I don't believe it. Okay, so here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. How much sleep do you think Saban has gotten since that game? Cumulatively? Yes. An hour and 17 minutes. I was going to say about four. No. He fell asleep. Three I, of those, two of those hours, two of the four the hours. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's good, though. Thank two you. of those hours, I think he just fell asleep, just, you know. The film, just, just normal, yeah, yeah, watching the game. Well, I think I vision him watching the films and not being able to sleep. 
Dude, the memes. <laughs> the memes. I haven't even. Yeah, I haven't checked in. Okay. I see. I, I envision Saban's bedroom in his home with a projector that can project to the ceiling, so that when he lays down, acting like he's going to bed, he's he looking to watch film. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Hey, I just, well, no one listens anyway, so I can. Still, I don't even I think he gets to the bedroom. Him. I just don't think he leaves the house. He leaves uh, his office. He's got a film room in. Yeah, he got all just... the. He's got his oatmeal cream pies to the like. He got a, like a stash of those. Right. And he, a gallon of water, jug of water, and he's going. Right. Right, but at the end of the day, Walker, my firm belief, and this is not conspiracy theory, we just got outcoached. I think Clemson prepared way longer for us than we prepared for them. Obviously, that shocks me. Yeah, yeah, because that shocks me. We because are that's like the cornerstone of preparation. But that's but think that's, about the that's narrative. Saving. Think about the narrative when we drew Oklahoma in the national championship, or not national championship in the playoff. Right, semifinal. The, the narrative is: Oh, Saban's got three weeks to prepare for Oklahoma. Sure. And our process is we study for the next opponent. I think this says a whole lot about Notre Dame <laughs> than it but does anyone. I, I told my father-in-law this this morning. Clemson, if they did study for us for a month, you can you can prepare for us and have no problem with Notre Dame as we showed y'all a few years ago. You gotta you gotta prepare for your opponent. Dude, it's a reason it's a reason why we've seen this happen all the time, especially in playoff situations or even just in SEC football. They 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 use the term looking ahead. Yeah, yeah. You get caught looking ahead. Right. My thing is it says a lot that an opponent who's looking at somebody else beats you convincingly. Well, we, we it says knew. a lot about we, you. Even like, Brian Kelly knew that Notre Dame was a fraud. But, I mean, he's the... I'm co- surprised he said that publicly. What? He said that. Brian Kelly said that? Yeah. He, he didn't say... to the fact that Notre Dame was a fraud? He was like, I knew we were not probably not as good as we were ranked. He said that after Clemson spanked yeah. the- No way! I mean, he, I mean, it's not messed up if it's true. But I'm just saying, usually a coach is not that brutally honest. Oh, well... You must not have heard my my favorite sub coach earlier this year, Franklin. Yeah, did you hear what he said after the Ohio State loss? Sub coach, you know what did he say? He said we are not there yet. We are not elite. You have to be elite to beat Ohio State. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> Since when has Purdue been elite? I don't know, but, but they weren't elite when they played us. You can't you can't do that to your team. Well, I mean, and Pista had a terrible season. I think it's just how you say it. Well, he, I mean, emotionally process, running. Right? I mean, he almost got in a fight with a fan on the way out of the stadium. Like, so I'm sure his emotions were still on, on edge, but you still can't say that. This is the team you lead. I guess. So, anyway, national championship. Didn't go the way so, we wanted. So, Jalen transfers. Jalen transfers, yes. Um, Good move for him? Great move for him. I didn't know Oklahoma was on the radar for him. Uh, Yeah, because... You're you're not as involved in the program as I am. So. Well, I was thinking he was going to follow one of the assistant coaches to where they were going, to either Miami, Miami or right. Maryland. It more so Miami because right. Maryland he would have forgotten about the quarterbacks coach is who coached him was at Miami. Or right, at Miami. and then we saw noticeable improvements right. this year with Dan Enos being more effective. With, right, okay, it just made sense for him to if he would have landed there, I wouldn't have been surprised. But think about it, Oklahoma does not have a quarterback. Sure. Their last two quarterbacks transferred in. Sure. What hardware did they come home with? The Heisman. Are you listening, Walker? No, no, no. No, no. I, no, I no, 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 no. I need you to listen. No, I get it. No, I need you to listen. This is Lincoln Riley. 
he whispers to quarterbacks. I got you. I got you. At least on a collegiate level. I got you. Because you and I both know Kyler Murray's not going to do anything in the NFL. He's going to play baseball. No, he's not. He's oh, done, he, he's done with baseball. Well, he told the A's, "Hey, keep your money. I'm going to the draft." Just this week. Hmm. So, I mean, wow. I guess in this case, it's a spoil of riches because he always has baseball to fall back on because he's a dynamite baseball player. He should have played baseball. All right. We'll we'll see where he ends up. So. Baseball. Yeah. Well. Yeah, baseball. <laughs> <laughs> No, but congr- uh, but no, I think it's a good move for Jalen. Congrats, congrats J- to Jalen. Jalen wants to prove he he's wanted to prove the whole time that he is a QB that can compete at the highest level. I think he already did that. He's already done that. He's already done that. You know when he did that? When against Georgia in the SEC championship SEC championship game. This is wrong. What I'm going to say. He took four snaps against Clemson. Mm-hmm. That's how many. That's how many yards he had. So, so how you proven? You should be able to get something going, even even if you're in defeat. Sometimes you just you even in your play, you can't override a coaching coaching decision. That's true. That's a very good point. I know that from personal experience in playing football. Okay. In high school, I, I still think he has a lot of work to do. Personally. Okay, but and but I'm saying he's but we both agree he's in an environment that can help him get yeah. over that hump. Everything is everything, everything is there. Yeah, right. Yeah. He has oh, the yeah. tools. He just needs to continue to be molded into that quarterback. I, Which I Lincoln Riley's going to do? Not will he I win think, the Heisman? Probably not. But he's but. getting to the league if he excels at any given. And given where given where Oklahoma is, he has no option if he stays healthy to succeed. Absolutely. When was the last defense you've seen in the Big Twelve? This is not me combating you. I'm just I'm just throwing this out there. Um, there is that one. No, no. Okay, no. you're breaking up. Can you okay. say that again? None. Thank you. So I don't really J- think to arrive. Okay, I was going to mention one team, but you was going to scoff. Uh-huh. So I don't. Uh-huh. We ain't got time. We for don't that. need to do that. Tell me more about your trip. Okay, so um, flew into San Jose, cool little town, very tech, Silicon Valley, nerd, blah, Par- um, paradise for you. No, you're not an. Oh, you've renounced I've your nerd. I've shed that part of me. I'm a marketing professional. Continue. Business development aficionado. You're a nerd when you use words like aficionado. <laughs> Only nerds use that, those kinds of words. No, I, I still moonlight as a nerd. No, so I was still kind of inspired by the. Yeah, it was cool. Got to see. Uh, we drove to Cupertino. It was cool seeing Apple's place. Anyway, oh, uh, there you go. Get it, get it. nerd <laughs> out for me, nerd out for me. <laughs> nah, so um, went with a couple buddies, right? Okay, we um, you know, I got there, Uber to dinner, you know, had dinner, great. Then we finally Uber to our Airbnb mm-hmm. and uh, and no, in Palo Alto, which to give to give you and our listeners a mindset, this is if you're local. Palo this is, Alto is that. Where is that close by Stanford? Stanford. Yeah. Stan, not Sam. That's what I said. Right. You said Stan? I said Stan. Okay. I know. I, you Listen, Sanford is in your blood. Thank you. Yeah. So, Relax. So. We're different. I, I know. We're a much better university. If you say so. I'm not here to argue. <laughs> okay. I just know I said Stanford. Okay. 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 Sorry. Oh. <laughs> 
Whoa. So, so uh, yeah, the, the place is actually maybe two and a half blocks from the campus. Okay. And driving through this, you can tell this area is very high class. You have to look extra hard to notice that Stanford is like embedded in this community. Very upscale. Very. I, I, I never knew this about Palo Alto. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, even at night, like our Uber driver was like, if you look over there, you know, behind all the trees, you'll see the X and X building from Stanford University. I'm like, right there? So, yeah. And, of course, the next day when the sun came up, you could see it see it a little gotcha. better. But I just love how it fits with the neighborhood. But um, very exclusive. Reminds me kind of Buckhead, just a mm-hmm. little more earthy, if you will. Okay. But you can tell there's yeah. this is high society here. Gotcha. So we pull up to our Airbnb. Incredibly nice house, right? Um, we get there. We, we connect it with the, Uber, with the Uber driver. Okay. She was kind of crushing on one of my homeboys. So, you know, she offered to show us around the next day. Nice. We, you know, exchange numbers. So I'm like, okay, well... That's one thing we don't have to worry about. So uh, we're we're in the car just kind of cracking jokes, you know. We're we're trying to get out, but she she keeps asking us questions, and um, we see this flashlight flash really quick in front of the car. So I turn, and I'm in the front seat. Now this is a Caucasian female driving. I want you to I want you to be mindful of that. Um, flashlight, and I turn. And I was like, oh, what's that? So the flashlight comes closer to us. It's two police officers. One carrying some type of gun that could be used in hunting Os- Osama bin Laden. <laughs> I was going to say Negroes. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> this gun was huge. Yeah. So as soon as I notice a gun, and it's not really a gun, it's a rifle, I guess you should say. Yeah. I've been watching Luke Cage uh, the first season. Okay. <laughs> you seen Luke Cage? I saw the first season. Okay. Did they have a second season? Remember the gun they shot Luke Cage with? Yeah. That actually, was it? <laughs> S- same. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just, okay. Just, gotcha. Okay. So, gotcha. um. So yeah, so I turn and I, and now because I was kind of turned back because I was kind of interacting with everybody, but now I'm now I'm turning my seatbelt he on attention. and he's yes. got my attention, full attention, no doubt. So I'm like, hey y'all, uh, cops are coming up. I was like, everybody be cool, and I was and they they're and they looked like, at you like cool. <laughs> I'm the only black guy in the car, so. <laughs> Yeah, and so what? One of my buddies was like, "Ronnie, what? I mean, is cops? I mean, absolutely, absolutely." <laughs> so I tune them out. They're still talking, and I sit and Walker. I've got eye contact with one of the police officers. He has you frozen. Yes, nah. yes. So he walks up, and the driver notices. They're they're close enough to where she can notice. Okay, well, the cops are approaching the car. Mm-hmm. So I'm in in this moment, Walker. I'm thinking. Did I tell my both my sons I love them? Did I tell my wife I love them? Did I tell my wife that I got here? Did I text her and tell her I love her? You like know, he has it drawn and out. It's out. The- it's out. It's not pointed at me, but it's out. Jeez. So um, she rolls down the window. The officers approach, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm assessing the optics. I'm like, I don't know if they can see in the back seat. Black man, huge black man, white female in a car in Palo Alto at night. Is that when you tell them you're the head coach of Stanford? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have thought about that. Got to be quicker. Right. Got to be quicker on your feet. Man. I was just frozen. Man. I know. I so they roll down the it. window. She comes. To, they come to the car, and she's like, "Yeah, officers, what's going on?" Um, ma'am, we're sorry, but there's a there's an armed armed robbery a couple blocks from here. We're looking for the suspect. And I was like, "Oh crap! Here we go with this." She fit the description, and I was just like, "Ronnie, we're gonna be cool. You know, you're gonna get out of the car. They're probably gonna cuff you." Like this was going through my head. Mm. And so um, she's like, "Oh." She's in Palo Alto, and she's like, you know, he's like, yeah, he's like, are y'all do y'all live here? And she points, she's like, yeah, this is the Airbnb for these guys. And so they look, then the guy looks dead at me, 
that he looks back and he said, this is your Airbnb? And I said, yes, sir. I said, I, I actually booked it. Dude, the look he gave me, Walker, was like, yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> this is California, Walker, like supposedly liberal, you know, state or whatever. Mm-hmm. So my buddy in the back says, yeah, um, we know the lady, you know, the, the what they call the host. We got her number right here. I was just about to text her, let her know we were outside. And he says, well, could you go ahead and text her? Yeah. So I'm like, this is not going to end well. (laughs) I'm I'm just waiting for him to say, step out of the car. So your friend is texting and doing all of that. You're just there, just I'm there, just frozen. frozen. Yeah. And these are them calling me now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who cares? Uh, So... So the other cop walks around to the driver's side, right? Uh-huh. And he starts questioning the female, the driver. Because, I, I don't know, may, maybe maybe there are plates on the front of the car, she's from here, da-da-da, whatever. So um, I'm still tense. Obviously. Right. The gun gun is still They never out. say anything to you. No, no. They're only interacting with the other people that are talking. It's like I'm not even there. So um, anyway, they get they get a radio alert. And they're like, thank you guys. Y'all have a safe night. We got to go this way. So I'm guessing they spotted the suspect somewhere else. So I'm in the car. That situation diffused. The rest of them continue on their conversation. Like nothing. I'm looking at my Apple Watch and it's like, dude, your your heart rate is like out of control. You need to calm down. No joke. Like, Really? My Apple Watch is like, your heart rate is higher than normal. Goodness. Walker. Goodness so it gracious. gets better. It gets better. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, this this really sucked. <laughs> you know? Just all the emotions I had to experience in this moment. Right. I want to talk about it when we get in this Airbnb, but I don't want to kill the vibe either. If it comes up, we're going to talk about it. Of course, never came up. So ne- next morning, meet up with the uh, Uber driver again. She comes by, picks us up, takes us to eat. You know, we hang out. We have good, she she shows us around a little bit. We have a good time for the game. Um, so, in route to the game, can you be can you be to those who are listening? Yeah, just in case they haven't figured it out, you're the only black person. Yeah, I think I said that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So um, so you know we're we're having a good time or whatever. Uh, on the way to the stadium, she says, "Well, goodness, what about last night?" And my buddy says, what do you mean? She's like, well, the, you know, the, the cops and the gun and the, and the uh, armed, armed robbery or whatever. She said, that's really out of character for Palo Alto. And uh, I was like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, y'all were in one of the best parts of this, this area, like the San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, Santa Clara. She's like, y'all were in one of the best parts. So it's just uncharacteristic for them, uh, for that community. And then she says, well, you're going to love this, Walker. She says, Whew. She said, I'm sure glad you had braces. She said, looking at you. Looking at me. Because I'm still in the front seat. And so, er, you know, you know the you know the party with the with the record stops. Absolutely. That, that's, that's his point. Absolutely. So I look, I look at her and I was like, What moment when you with braces? I was like, me? She's like, Well, yeah, obviously. And I was like, can you elaborate? And I was like, now, I, I'm not I'm not trying to kill the vibe, but I was like, that that's No, 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 no. You wouldn't have killed the vibe. <laughs> I like that. You just would have announced that the vibe was dead. Right. Because she killed it. Right. I was like, that's kind of odd you would note that characteristic and be thankful for it. I was like, I, I need you to elaborate on that. And I was like, look, 
if we're going to ruffle feathers here, feel free. I'll get another Uber driver. But I'm asking you genuinely, what's the deal with the braces? And she was like, well, I mean, you're, you're a big black guy. They're cops. And, you know, I'm doing this. Like, I wish we had cameras, but I'm like. Finish. Yeah, yeah like, come on, you're almost there. You're, you're almost there. <laughs> and she said, well, I feel like the braces saved us from, a, from an altercation with the cops. Instead of the freaking truth. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yes. So I look back at my buddies and they, their faces are red and their heads are down. And I'm like, are y'all hearing this? And I, I will say one, one, one of my homies, he, he actually played, played football for Clemson. He stood up for me and he was like, look, this is, this is one of the best guys I know. I was like, he said, I wouldn't fly cross country with anybody mm-hmm. for anything. He's like, I don't think it's right for you to say that, you know, his braces were the defining factor in, in it not being a confrontation. Right. And he said, Ronnie didn't do anything wrong. And he said, honestly, we, we hadn't talked about it, but I feel like the cops acted like Ronnie wasn't even a part of the conversation that we were having when they were he trying wasn't. to find out more information. He wasn't. He needed them to validate that you were legit. Right. Right. And he, he noted, he said, they didn't they didn't really take action until the other guy said that he would text the host of the Airbnb. Now, when Ronnie said that he had booked it, that should have sparked a different action. Now he's saying all this. Right. And so I'm just like, wow. Because Walker, you, you know, I'm I'm an optimist, right? I believe in the good of every blood pumping human being. Sure. Right? Right. Asterisk there. There's some dirt bags out here. Um but it's just like we're in California. <laughs> you just expected a different. Yes, dude. I mean, you gotta think about the the L.A. riots that was I, in California, right? I understand that, Walker. Right. But still, man, like you you being the Uber driver, you were extremely comfortable with me, fam. The Black Panther Party, not too far, touche, from where you was, touche. Okay, but you can say. L.A. South Central. You just expect better. It's, it's a stigma that comes with the South that you wouldn't expect to be reenacted, right? On the opposite side of the country. Ex- I get your an point. An extremely I get your point. liberal sector of California. Yeah. But Walker, one thing sure. I had to realize: we were still in a high-income area. Mm-hmm. So considering that, it's like. Okay, yeah, you may you may be lost in the optics around here, but really, you're in an area we don't expect to see many of you people. Do you think that when you're in a high stressed environment, because I'm this is I'm going somewhere with this, in a high stressed environment as an officer, stigmas and stereotypes go to another level. Oh, they have in to. In terms of your decision making? They have to. How dangerous does that make people such as yourself, myself, when we're on the wrong end of those perceptions and stereotypes that we had no business creating? Right. We had nothing it, to do with that. It, it makes it extremely dangerous to answer your question. Gotcha. Gotcha. I couldn't imagine how it would have been if you were just with nothing but black guys. Man, car. come on, Walker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They they would have hemmed us up at, at the very Y'all least. We would have been definitely outside been car. outside the car. We've been outside the car, One sit on the thousand, curb, or laying face down on the ground. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. 
But I, I, I think is again, that's that's what you need. You need people who see through the BS to call it out. Right. So my homeboy, I'm like, well, dang man, you are you're already a friend, but I mean, you've kind of etched yourself in there because you, I mean, he didn't have to. Was he the one who said he would he call? No, it was actually the other, the other guy. guy. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Okay. So, um, and I'm not saying their names for their for their I protection. I would hope not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would hope not. But but yeah, it's just like. I came away from that thinking, okay, well, there's one guy in here that gets it. And when we were about to take our flight back, you know, he was telling me how much playing football for Clemson shaped him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he's a guy from a predominantly white town in, in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And him getting there and playing there, total culture shock for him. Gotcha. But here you are. You're part of a team now. So you have to, you know, <laughs> you have to soak in everybody. Right. So. Right. It's a family now, so but it gave him the opportunity to learn more about other people that he wouldn't have been inclined to learn about had he stayed in his own environment. Gotcha. So gotcha. Gotcha. Anyway. So that was, <laughs> and it took everything for me not to share that with you beforehand. And I guess I could have, but could I just have. I just wanted to really like. Yeah. No, it's, I wanted it's... to shake this recording with that with that story. But and I, and I guess the thing that that you you kept you kept emphasizing that you're in a liberal part of town or whatever but i just because you're liberal doesn't mean that you haven't bought into biases and certain certain stereotypes that label people in a way that's unfavorable right you know what i mean and and i think again that's the danger in those high stress environments because you don't know the people all you have to fall back on is the stereotypes right and that's very dangerous when that's not the case true you know what i mean and then again you look at all the situations you look at what what has happened to all of the people like oscar grant you you look at those people over the over the years who have been murdered or things have gone left because they're operating off of these preconceived notions and biases towards people that they don't know so I'm glad you're alive. Thank you, Walker. I'm Goodness glad you didn't gracious. get handcuffed. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see you. Thank you. <laughs> Likewise. Um, yeah. <laughs> could have easily gone left. Could have easily. Very easily. So, but anyway. uh, yeah. And uh, Other than that and the game, <laughs> we had a great trip. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Other than my heart about to explode. Congrats, uh, that was great. Congrats to, congrats to, to Clemson. Yeah. On, I got, on, I got to tip great. my hat to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to have, you got to be proud of them for no other reason than Devil, right? right? He's a former Alabamian. Right. right? Stand up guy, too. Yeah. So. Don't agree with him 100% politically, but other than that, you know. <laughs> Whatever. You got to come. Some of those I'm going to still dap the guy up if I ever beat it. <laughs> Difference yeah. in society. You got to you got compartment, you gotta compartmentalize certain things with people. I mean, right. it, you 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 appreciate him for what he's done with the team and and what he's done, uh, just just what the things he stands for from a spiritual standpoint. His faith is a big part of that, and yes. I think that's what allows people to gravitate towards him in that regard. Right. So yeah, I mean, granted, there's a lot of people who you're not going to agree with on everything, but that doesn't make them a bad person or someone you can't rock with, right? Right. So absolutely. Yeah. Um. Did you have anything else about the about the trip? No, I mean, again, great. I think it's a great part of town. Uh, enjoyed my brief trip. Uh, we gotta talk about because uh, I need to look into an Airbnb somewhere, dude. We'll I'm a huge. It. it was my first Airbnb experience. Was it, dude? 
I will not hesitate okay. to do another Airbnb. Let's talk offline about that. Yes. Because I have a trip coming up that I need to I need to book something and the hotel rates are ridiculous. I can't wait to talk to you about that. Bet. Okay. Bet. Um let's Oh what? I just thought about it. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you. I just thought, no, 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 no. I thought about the trip you're thinking about taking that you told me about. There you go. You'll be perfect. Yes. There you go. Okay, there you go. Cool. <laughs> Brain on. <laughs> um. So do you want to get into the lightning round? Uh. Yeah. Because I don't think we had anything. We didn't have any major topics. No major, major topics, yeah. right? So We're not going to talk about cheeseburgers <laughs> on a silver platter. We're not talking about that. Let's get in a lightning round. <laughs> Congrats, Clemson. <sighs> yeah, but actually, I do want to ask you something about. Come that. on, the, Walker. Here's the here's the weirdest, the weirdest thing about that entire situation, right? Why did Clemson go that fast to the White House Dude, after a championship? I game? feel like no one's talking about that. Like that's the biggest thing I, that stuck at him. I was like, when people what like when people said Clemson went to the White House and was served Hamburg, I'm thinking for what. Like, why are they at the White House? Right. Because that you do every team I've seen won the national championship, it was like the next, like, later in the year, like yes, April, right. or maybe May, or sometime like in that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I not understand I that. never have seen a team like a week or two after winning. I don't even think it's been it a week or two weeks. It wasn't a week. Yeah. Dude, think about it. They won the national championship on a Monday, right? They were there. Late Monday. They were there the following Monday. Yeah. It hadn't been a full seven days since they won it. They were in the White House. That's crazy. And this That's this may be a new Trump it, thing. I don't know. But. It may be, but my thing is, okay, obviously you you're not you're not in a position to host anybody. <laughs> Can we just hold I think Clemson <laughs> would understand. Yeah, well Hmm? Yeah, you're right, because a lot of teams, as we've seen since the current president's been in office, have declined their championship visits to the White House. Mm-hmm. Am, I, then, am I right? And, and this is how you think Clemson? <laughs> well, and, and Wait, who all has declined? Like, I don't think college teams have declined. Have they? Did Alabama go last year? Did we go? Yeah, we did go. We did go. I don't think college teams are, are doing Because Derek Keefe was IGN and everything. Okay, yeah. say what? I don't think college teams are Yeah, they can't really It's, it's more professional. Well, I don't know. North Carolina basketball won, and they decided not to go. That's a good point. So, That's just saying. Point. And I want to say there was a women's college basketball team not named UConn. South Carolina. Did they decline to go to? South Carolina. So it may have been just them being so happy to get somebody like, yeah, 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 y'all, y'all, y'all come tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like, for real. <laughs> yeah, we, we got food. Yeah, come through. <laughs> so, um, but, but Walker, I thought about that because in, in, in our little group chat thing, everybody's talking about the cheeseburgers. And I'm like, okay, yeah, y'all talking about the fast food, but has anybody asked the question why they got there so early? And there's 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 nothing that says you have to wait an X amount of weeks. Sure, it's just I just thought character. it was odd. Yeah. I just thought it was odd. Yeah. I, everything about that entire story was odd. Yes, because my thing is, if you come back in April and May, this doesn't happen. Right, right. Not hopefully, that that's their fault. But hopefully, I'm just saying. it doesn't happen. But Walker, I'm I'm gonna throw you off here. My goodness, I'm gonna throw you off here. I actually tip my hat to the Trump administration. Here he goes again. No. Here, here he goes again. No. <laughs> Hurricane Gantry, boy. Walker. Here's the thing. And, and again, I, I don't think people, people, especially people of color, are talking about this. Okay. I'll the wait. Sensi- I'll wait. The sensitivity given towards the government shutdown and them opting for fast food over, over a four-course meal, I think that's very thoughtful. 
considering what government workers are having to deal with here in recent recent times. How about you just don't host them? That that's a tough one, Walker. That's a tough one. That's why, a, why is it tough? Because it's like it's it, it's become part of the part of the sports climate, right? It's like I'll give you an example. You win the Super Bowl, you go to Disney World first, but on your way back, you stop by the White House. Okay. Right. Not not really logistically, sure. but in general, sure. it's just it's just part of it, right? It's part of the fabric. Okay. You go through, you go see the president, you give him your jersey. It's a tour. Yes. So, not hosting it, and. Eh. Now, honestly, I ain't saying don't host it, postpone it. Oh, which goes back to your point of why so quickly? Right. Gotcha. Okay, that's that's a good point. Postpone it. But but do you do you at least give the Trump administration some love? I don't understand why I'm giving them love. Because I heard you. I heard. I heard everything how, you just said. How would you don't the optics? How, how would the optics look if they had filet mignon? No, 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 no. I'm not saying. So this I past give them, week, this yeah, past week, I give them credit for that. Now, of course, I don't know what the meals have been before. Not only the Trump I, administration, I but Obama. nobody's cared. So, right. the, our our thought is it had to have been a nice meal because we're bringing so much attention to fast food. Is it true that some of the Clemson players actually enjoyed the meal? I don't know if that's true, but I've seen that on the social. I've heard, I've yeah. heard people say that. I don't know how true that is. Well, I mean, the college kids. You think about how much fast food you ate in college? Sure. You know, sure. hey, I still like a filet fish. I don't eat it, but I like them. <laughs> Clearly, based on our last podcast, when you asked about filet fish, whatever, whatever kind of mystery, yes, whatever kind of mystery meat they, that is that they serve, filet o wish. <laughs> you wish this was fish. <laughs> yeah, you got a problem. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, the better, the wiser decision would have been, hey, let's reschedule this. We want to we, 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 we want to give you the real spread of things when you come through. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. We got bigger things to deal with. Yeah. We got to get folks back to work or at least there you go. paying people I for think, their work. I think Dabo and the kind folks at Clemson would understand. understand. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But I'm with you though. Somebody needs to answer the question, why so soon? Yeah. That, why, that was the only thing I was curious about. Why couldn't you it's, wait? It's not even a story if... If they postpone it. Right. Um, which takes that from our lightning round, because I did want to say prayers to those individuals individuals who have been affected by the government shutdown. This is what going on through... It, it started last almost year. almost a month? Yeah. It's almost a month yeah. now? It's getting close to It's been to at least month. three weeks. Yes, at least three weeks flirting with that four-week period now. Um, that's a long time. We're, we're advocates of mental health here, right? Sure. I have to, it's not my official shout out, but this is like a intermittent shout out. Got to shout out our group. I got to shout out our state of Alabama. <laughs> I was about to lie to everybody and use another word. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they, they held, they held a, you know, a summit or a convention or whatever for the government workers, but it was focused on the mental health that comes with these, not having these, a job, not having income. Like, sure. Because the anxiety the, coming the, from a guy that's been unemployed several times before, yeah, that's gonna mess with your psyche. You need yeah. somebody to. I'm, I'm blessed. I've got tons of people to talk to, right. but not everybody has that. So, thank you, State of Alabama, for making that resource available. I mean, they had counselors, psych, psych, psychologists, whatever, meeting with people, 
talking them through it. Yeah. Everything. Right. So, sometimes you really just need to talk, right? Right. So, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Just, or, yeah, just, and have someone hear you out. Yeah. And help you to, sometimes it's just difficult to navigate through those situations by yourself. And it's difficult to see clearly when all this stuff is going on in your head. And yeah. what someone is there to do is just help guide you through that process. There you go. Right. So, no doubt. So, yes, I agree with that. Gotcha. I, I co-sign that. Um, so let's get into the lightning round. Official lightning round time. Um, and we're going to do something we've never done. And that is we're going to fly by these topics on the lightning round, hopefully. Okay, cool. Maybe not. But hey, it's if, always if not I'm not flying something. by, cut me off. I don't care. Uh, I respect you, guy. Can't stand your guts, but I respect you. Thank you. That Why was one of the nicest things you went out. Why can't we be like that? No, no. I'm about to be like what? Why can't we all be like that? Like what? Why can't I hate your guts but still give you the respect you deserve? Is that an oxymoron? I don't think you hate my guts. I don't. I, I say that for <laughs> shock, shock value. <laughs> I don't really don't think you do. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. Let's go. Um, I want to say, and we're, we're starting off on a very somber note with the lightning round, but... We want to say rest in peace to Sergeant. I, I don't know if I'm pronounced Sergeant Carter. Yeah, um, I've heard what, why, Watasha. Watasha. That's yeah. what I was going to say. It. Okay. Watasha Carter, um, 44 year old, uh, was gunned down nearly a week ago. Uh, approaching what I like to call two skid marks of society, mm. who were breaking or attempting to break into a vehicle, and while uh, while uh, searching them. For weapons, uh, a weapon was found on one of the guys. The guy draws his gun and injures one officer and kills Watasha. Um, thankfully, the two of those uh, those two individuals have been apprehended. They're off the streets, um, and personally, I feel like they should never see the streets again. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. So, nevertheless, so unfortunate. That's situation. that's. That's so like my heart. Like my mom actually knows uh, his wife. His Dude, are wife. you being serious right now? Yeah, she works. She, I don't know if she still works with my mom, but uh, she did. They did work together, and my mom has a a small group for married women. And his wife had been going to some of their oh, get-togethers, so man. my mom knew her, um, knew his wife. Dang. And so uh, it's just tough. It's just tough, and 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 I'm happy to see you know, because it's like a brotherhood with the police, brotherhood sisterhood, because they're women police officers too, and it's just a family, just the whole yeah. family, how they've rallied around the family, the communities rallied around the family, surrounding communities, yeah, I mean, man. the support for this, absolutely, and they're they're going to need it. This is extremely tragic, but. Um, our thoughts, our prayers are with the family um, during this difficult time. We all know how difficult of a job it is to be a police officer, assuming these types of risks uh, that comes with the job on a daily basis. Right. And it's always heartbreaking when the greatest fear is realized uh, with the family yeah. um, of, of an officer. So, um, yeah. Our thoughts are with them, and and we we again express gratitude to officers who are really out there trying to make a difference and making the community a safer community for its citizens. Absolutely. And it's it's always heartbreaking and gut wrenching to see one of the good ones, the good guys, 
uh, go down for no reason at all. Yeah. For no doing his job, just doing his job. So we definitely want to give attention to that. We also want to say uh, rest in peace to Larry Langford, mm. um, former mayor of Birmingham, legend, legend. <laughs> he, the first time I met you, ever met someone and you you've asked yourself. Dude, where have you been all my life? Like, where where did you come from? Like, he's always been this ball of energy. Yeah. And always have been a visionary. And always, like, he can make you believe that, yes, if I get up enough speed, I can walk. I can run through this wall. Yeah. You're right, Larry. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, right. he, he just, he's always have had that infectious energy about him. And I'm so happy that they allowed him to be freed. Yeah. In the final moments of his life to right. be with his family. Absolutely. Man. Um, that was the right decision to make. And I think it, it was, it was a blessing for his family to see him. Yeah. Uh, or be with him in his in final, his final moments. Yeah. So, uh, we want to say rest in peace to Larry Langford. Thank you for your vision. Thank you for not giving up on Birmingham. Mm. Thank you for, wanting to see Birmingham reach its full potential. And because of you, we feel the groundwork has been laid to get us closer to that. Yes. Anything else you got on that? No, I just mm, ton of respect for the man. So All yeah. right. So let's get to the let's get to the foolishness part of the lightning round. Okay. Big soldier. <sighs> Who really this did right here? <laughs> <laughs> The, Drake? Listen, who had the biggest comeback of 2018 to you? 2018? Yeah, that's what Soldier was, that's what the bigger argument was about. I think his comeback was more so 2019. With this interview, With this interview. and all that. <laughs> Cause <laughs> didn't I mean the guy was totally off of my social radar before this interview started. Did you see the interview with him in the Breakfast Club? I haven't seen all of it. Okay. I've seen I've seen some of it. It and was the, entertaining. <laughs> To say, to say the, the least. least. To say and the least. Of course, I've seen Black Twitter's reaction to the interview. Namely, the Gucci headband. <laughs> Which I can't get enough of the memes around that. But anyway. You do the memes I've seen with him standing up. <laughs> like someone said, are you married? And then, then him, married? <laughs> Dude. Black Twitter is just oh. great. But no, I felt like I watched the interview. Okay, and of course the argument was because I think people threw out names like Tiger and people threw out names like Meek, right? Who in terms of who had the greatest comeback? Most people would say it's Meek Mill, right? Easily, Tiger's really in that conversation though. Tiger actually did have some hits that people actually respected. I gotta, I gotta go back and do some research then. Okay, yeah, uh, I, I've heard Tiger's name come up a few times, and people knowledgeable people in hip hop was giving him his kudos for some of the songs oh, he made. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So But Meek wins that. Hands this down. is not even a discussion. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. But I, I felt like I felt like Soldier Boy was you know how you can be you can you can have two separate arguments going and you just conflate the two. You just yeah. merge them together. I felt like that's what Soldier Boy was doing okay, and 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 it kind of worked because now people are talking about him, right? Now he took a page out of Jacquees's book, right? <laughs> um, which I believe Jacquees totally ruined that. By the way, you mean after he he should have dropped music the right, moment, the right? Moment. Don't he just totally, go, don't go stale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just man, he evaporated quickly. Yeah, 
Um, but my point is with with Soldier Boy is that I feel like he had a big year in 2018, but it had nothing to do with music. <laughs> right? Okay. So when people say Meek Mill had the biggest he was the had the biggest comeback in 2018. Tiger had the biggest comeback in 2018. They're talking music, right? Now you had a great year. That doesn't take away from what you've done because I think he got like some video games and some some deals. He said that okay. that I've never heard of. Them. But then again, I'm not a video <laughs> gamer. I'm not a gamer. So that's take take that with a grain of salt. Like you laughing. I'm not trying to be funny. I know. I know. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like that's a big deal. Especially he says it it. He, he was able to earn seven figures off of this video game oh, console. Let's not loot that. Listen, that's what he said. Okay. I'm saying, hey, you're out there trying to do stuff and make... One thing that you can you got to give him credit for is being a hustler. Yes. yes. So I'm not doubting that he ain't out here pushing video game consoles and doing different types of stuff. Right. right. Hands down. Now, you can argue the numbers. <laughs> you can wait to see the numbers all you want. I know he is out here trying to get it. Well, some people count the... Uh those two figures in the sense category on the other side of the decimal. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting to know. Gotcha. <laughs> Not saying he does. Those are figures. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. That's what he said. Okay. Okay. I'm just reporting what he said. Fair. Um, but I just feel like he was having two separate discussions. Okay. Like we're not like clearly you're a musician you're saying you had the biggest year, but you dropped no music, right? Yeah. So when we talk about who had the biggest music, we're talking strictly who has bounced back in their musical career. Okay. And to where they're now part of the conversation again. Right. Clearly that's Meek Mill. Sure. Right? So I just felt like, yes, he did put himself back in the spotlight temporarily. I don't even think he even follows it up with music. I'd be surprised if he did because he has his hands... He has his hands on so many other different types of stuff. True, true. He doesn't really need to do music. Yeah. And I feel like... We as consumers don't need music from him. But I feel like he's... Is it fair to say that he solidified himself musically? Well, yeah. So so. So my thing is, it's really not even a diss when we say that because for what... For this new era and age of hip-hop... Like he started, like some of the things he was saying kind of made a little yeah, bit of I sense. I had to think about them. Like the whole Drake. Yeah. The whole Tell Me. Dude, I was like. I had to run those tracks back. I was like, Soulja Boy may have been the, the forefather of now this he type may, of vibe. He, people have said that about him. Right. So, so my I'm thing is. My cap to so, him so Soulja Boy may be meme worthy right now, <laughs> and he most definitely is. Right. But. He was making some sense in that. That I think that's another reason why that interview hit so hard is because he actually was backing some of his stuff up. Yeah. You can say you can joke about how much money he made, but he had video games to slang around in that studio. That's true. So that's he's true. but he's out here. I mean he's, he's hustling. You gotta tip your cat to him. So right. he's he's out here trying to make some things work. So and he has an ama- he has an amazing story. I don't know how true even all those stories he told was, but okay. he has an amazing story. Now, did he say anything about the Whip Nene story? No. Okay. He didn't talk about that. Because he didn't talk about that. We were vast consumers of that. We were we we probably you can account for a million of the billions of views that that got on YouTube from right. our household alone, right? Just because you know my boys, well, my my oldest son was into it. Yeah. But um, I you know I I, could, I was so captivated by this song and how pointless it was. 
I had to go and research the the guy behind it, right? And I heard that, you know, he was planning on using some of the proceeds from this song to put himself through school. I don't know how true that was. Hmm. Soulja Boy did do Whip Nene, right? No. I don't think he did. That was Salento! Yeah. No, that's, that wasn't Soulja Boy at all. So with that, we'll move on, right? <laughs> I, I'm going to mute my mic. <laughs> So I'm supposed to say stuff like that. They're not the, I don't they're even... not the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're Gatry. Soldier Boy did do this right here. Is my swag? Yes. Put, thank God. Okay, because I opened up with that. Yes. So Ooh, yes. Okay. <laughs> he did not do whipping Nene. Because I was like, where are you going with whipping Nene? Like, was he? Was <laughs> oh my he... goodness, that was a brain fart. I let you. I let you go too. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Want to move on? <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Okay. JB. Somebody you do know. Yes. So <laughs> this was this was I guess it broke last week, so we're kinda behind, but I kinda want to talk about it a little bit. Um he he is on the verge of you know, him and his wife are on the verge of divorce, right? I mm-hmm. think I think it's close to being official or whatever. Right. But and I'm not I'm not downplaying that. I don't like divorce. Uh whatever the issue is, I hope and pray that they, they can work it out. But anyway, I'm not I'm not here to elaborate on that part of it. Um What's interesting to note here, Walker, that is that if this divorce goes through, when? when relax, guy. Okay. Relax. Okay. The ink is not dry. Um, it's drying. <laughs> if and when the divorce goes final, do you know that his wife will be in position to be the richest woman in US, in the United States? Now, do you know why this is noteworthy? Because she catapults over Oprah. So Jeff Bezos net worth three hundred billion. Mm. She's getting half or close to half. Oh god! Oh goodness! Come on, guy! Oh goodness! This ain't well. Oh goodness! They got three kids. They don't have enough. <laughs> so oh. anyway, that that that's mm. hearing that I kind of I, I really took that and was like, good lord, that's a lot of money. But anyway. Mm. It got me to thinking. Um, as 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 you and I both know, and some of our you can get screwed in a dis divorce proceedings and still have guap. Yeah, but it's not all about the money. It is now. Okay, now that we're talking about Bezos, now we're talking but about yeah. what. What's to note is, isn't that what Tip said? What if it ain't about the money? You can miss me with it. <laughs> it's true. And as it pertains to to, to this woman and what's going on with her. I yeah, it's about the money now. No. What what else is it about? Well, we're talking about the money, but in its totality, it's about much more than that. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll elaborate on the money. Mm. So there you go. As crazy as that is, right? Mm-hmm. I took this and I localized it to my own situation. So as as you and I know, and some of our listeners, my wife is a pretty successful medical professional, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, my wife does really well for herself financially, and um, before before we got married, we had a serious talk about a prenup. And so considering the route my, my wife was headed. And so it, was, gotcha. it wasn't a conversation we wanted to have. Who but, introduced it? Uh, this would be our financial advisor. Gotcha. So okay. um, it was rough, but, you know, we ultimately decided not to do one. And I'm, I'm really thankful for oh, that. Oh, y'all decided not to? No. Yeah, well, yes, we decided not to do one. Gotcha. Just because, I mean... To counter what you said with us, we're not on Bezos level, obviously. 
but it's not all about the money, right? Sure. So, but but I just, I just I thought about that, and I'm like, let me ask you this: yeah. If you did have a lot of money, would that be a factor? But here's the thing, Walker. Here's what I can't figure out about the Bezos thing: he and his wife were married before Amazon, mm-hmm. before Bezos went in his garage and said, "I want to start this thing." Mm-hmm. So, where where's the prenup come in? Why would you get a prenup if you're just getting a random guy who has, you know, essentially, sure, uh, you know, maybe sure. five figure net worth? Sure. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I understand that. So, and my thing is this: if I'm even if I'm Jeff, I'm giving her, I'm giving her half anyway. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe. I'm giving her half anyway, prenup or no prenup. Why? Why? Yeah. Because she was with me. From the from the come up, as I, as I said, she on, put in the work. Way in the morning, she put the work in. She was she was in there. She, in, in she the was gym. in. Yeah, she was shooting in the gym. Absolutely, she was actually getting up. She shots was, too. She was passing you the rock. <laughs> she <laughs> kept she, she, she kept fouls too. <laughs> she kept you in rhythm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's okay. all I'm saying. True, true. So that's that's yeah. She and, she, and normalizing that slang term. She she was with the kids. While you in the garage chasing your dreams. And, absolutely. And, she didn't ask for this. She didn't ask for him cheating on her. Oh, okay. I thought you meant she didn't ask for the success from Amazon. No, 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 no. She didn't ask for him cheating on her. Everyone asked for money. So, my thing is, we're here because I messed up. Right. So, so and yeah. So, me taking accountability for my actions. Here. Here's the... Right. Here's the check. Go. I want you to have the best. Cause see, if I, I'm just putting myself, if this was me and my wife, this mm-hmm. is how I look at it. I love this woman. I love this woman. This woman has done so many thankless acts of service in the household. Things that help keep the household going that I don't even have to think about. Right? Mm-hmm. You think about all the things that people do that you can't even tie dollar value to. Right? My thing is, you've been doing that for years while I've been over here building this kingdom. And I mess it up. The least I can do just off back pay and, and just being thankful to you and what you've done for me. Here you go. This is my this is my fault that we're even in this position. Right. Here you go. Huh. That's just a different way of looking at it. Now, some people will say, I wouldn't give her $150 million, but you ain't going to spend it. Fifty billion. You ain't gonna spend one hundred fifty billion. Bezos is gonna spend it. He's gonna spend it all. Yeah. Bezos has got some weird stuff in the works that he's shoveling tons of cash into. He'll spend it. No, no. But he's gonna make a ton more. Yeah. So he'll be fine. Yeah. In yeah. other, in other I mean, words, he's not gonna be he'll on be the fine. street. He's not right. Right. <laughs> right. This is not the beginning of the end. Right. For him. Right. And the end for him is still pretty good. <laughs> I'm watching my stocks too for for Amazon too. Cause divorce, dude. Dude, stock prices drop over the dumbest reasons. Yeah. Over the Stocks dumbest emotional reasons. decisions. It's yeah. freaking For the female investors, knowing what, ha- yeah, knowing what may have happened, I'm watching, they may pull. Yeah, I'm watching true. my stocks. That's now true. they probably will rebound as, as no, they tend they will. to do. We actually placed an Amazon order this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did this week as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna keep it. The life goes on, right? But right. but I but don't be shocked once that announcement. I say when you say if. Right. The announcement comes that this finalized. Watch the stock drops. Gotcha. Watch the stock take a hit. 
Okay. He'll take a hit. Gotcha. But anyway. Cool. Um, so let's let's get to your favorite part of the recording. Shout outs. Yes. I love shouting out good people. Do you want to go first? Or? I would love to go first. Go first. So um I'm glad I was hoping you'd say that too. Okay, cool. Um so earlier this week I had the pleasure of attending a um real estate uh development convention. And I had the pleasure of hearing a gentleman by the name of Tommy Choi speak. Hope I pronounced that last name right. He's of South Korean descent. Um, he is co-founder of Wy- Weikert and Choi Residential Real Estate. I forget what they call themselves. But anyway, two two guys who are pretty much killing it in the Chicago and surrounding areas in real estate. Uh, they have their own firm. They, I think, I think they grossed upwards of 15, 16 million last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, very successful. So what, what got me about this man was he told his story and he encouraged us. I mean, he's speaking to my majority real estate agents, which I am not, but you know, I kind of work in that arena with them. So I was there, mm-hmm. um, but he was encouraging them to not only tell your story, but own your story. And so, Walker, I've heard this before. I've heard this dozens of times. Mm -hmm. But what got me was he started to tell his authentic dude. Mm -hmm. So, in short, this is a a family man. This is a man married to a woman for 10 years. This is a man man with three kids, three girls. But this man is also an avid sneakerhead. Yeah? Yeah. This man is a self-proclaimed hype beast. (laughs) Right? This guy. Right. (laughs) This is a man who listens to a wide variety of music. Oh, he's just checking off all the things on on you. Yeah. You you see how he's pretty much me. Well, he's not black. (laughs) Well, no, he's not that. But, but man, this guy, he had me at Sneakerhead, right? And music. When he hit you with music, he was all in. As soon as he's done, I am, (laughs) get out of my way. I'm going to go meet this guy and hug him. Yeah, straight line to him. But the thing is, Walker, he doesn't, he doesn't, um, he doesn't hide any of this when he does business. So, so think about it. He knows who he is. He embraces who he is. So, if he wants to show up in some, uh, Air Jordan 4, Cement, OGs, or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's going to wear that to the office. Okay. If he's got me with clients, all right, you know. Still. You're going to get who I am. I'm, I'm not going to put on a suit every day just so you can generate an opinion of me. This is who I am, and this gotcha. is how I'm going to do business. Gotcha. So, um, anyway, as he's talking, dude, I, I am like like this. Edge of your seat. I, I, I want to run on the stage, right? <laughs> and so yeah. um, so I met, I met with him afterwards. Dapped him, hugged him, just because I, I throw my emotions out there. And I said, Tommy, I want to connect with you, but I need you to know that you validated so much of who I am as an individual. I said, I know this is going to sound freaky. I said, but I'm a sneakerhead. <laughs> I'm a devoted family guy. I said, but I feel like I'm kind of weird because I'm also a guy who doesn't who who would love to go play around the golf every now and then. I'm a guy who drives a pickup truck. <laughs> I'm a guy that listens to a, a broad range of music, right? I'm just all over the place. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, I've tried to fit myself into a box that I think I'm too big for, hmm. right? And so he, he's standing on the stage listening to all of this like intently. And he says, Ronnie, seriously, he says it's going to sound cliche. 
but you have to own who you are mm-hmm. because, and he, I think he thought I was a real estate agent, but he was like, as you deal with people, clients whatsoever, the real you is going to show up eventually. Mm-hmm. And he said, if not, you're going to stretch yourself out trying to be something you're not. Sure. So, so you know who you are. You've already taken self inventory. Be that. Yeah. Nice. So nice. connected with him on IG. We've had a few convos, emailed him. He, he's given me some really good information. Anyway, Is great guy. a listener of the podcast now? Just kidding. I, well, I, and, and I forgot that part. I told him about the podcast. Oh, right? okay. So um, I don't know if he'll listen or not, but um, I told him, I said. The you, just po- put, you just put out an atmosphere. Right. I told him how important the podcast was for me because now I'm letting my voice go and I'm being who I am. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm embracing it and I'm ready to. Just see where this can take me. Yeah, the impact on this podcast has has positively affected me professionally and personally. Nice, because and you you help a lot with this, but it's just like it's okay to be who I am. Sure, yeah. it's it's a, it's okay to it's okay to you know <laughs> flip through Instagram and look at sneakers for you know a few minutes a day. Sure, and actually like them. Absolutely, it's okay. Right. I didn't always think that before we turned these mics on. I didn't think that. I didn't own that. That's awesome. So, anyway. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, Walker. <laughs> and thank you, Tommy Choi. Nice. Nice. Shout-outs to him. Shout-outs to him. Um, I have to look him up as well. Uh, just to see what his feet game, his shoe game looks like. You're going to be no impressed. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um, are you familiar with Marseille Martin? I'm not, but I'm willing to listen. Marseille Martin is a 14-year-old actress. Many people may know her because she plays the role of Diane Johnson, the daughter of Andre Johnson from the <gasps> ABC show Blackish. Right? Diane, My credibility shot even more. Oh, it's okay. Diane Johnson or Marseille, she plays this character who's well, like, clearly has been here before, as the, as the saying goes, right? Wise beyond her ears to the point where she's very sinister and always is plotting on people. Like she's character is very hilarious. She's, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Very Jack hilarious. and Diane. It's yeah. Jack and Diane. Okay. So, so at the age of 10, she's 14 now. It's crazy to see that this girl's a teenager growing up. It's nuts. Uh, this, this, this princess here at the age of 10 came up with an idea for she dreamed up a concept for a film in which an adult actually trades bodies with a younger person and goes through life again as a younger person. Like a Freaky Friday type. Kind of like okay. This movie has been greenlit and is in production and should be coming out soon. Come on, man. It's the movie. The movie's called Little. Uh, trailers went out recently. She's directing it? She is by she has become the youngest black female executive producer Ooh. in Hollywood because she is executive producing better than a director. This film. Uh, Issa Rae is in this film. Marseille Martin is in this film because, of course, uh, oh, no, let me also Regina Hall is in this film. And Regina Hall is the adult who's like a businesswoman, successful, but just not a people person at all. Like okay. very rude, disrespectful, but she Kinda ends like up you. trading. 
I could not resist. Well, I am successful. Um, so anyway, <laughs> so anyway, uh, um, Regina Hall's character trades bodies with Marseille Martin's character, and I guess through this sequence of events. You know, Regina Hall's character learns to respect people, da 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 da. But just the comedy and the whole switching and the coping with being a little child again, yeah. You know, that's that's the the humor and all of it. She becomes the first or the youngest executive producer in Hollywood at age fourteen for a movie that is set to release this year. Oh, now, not she's to, launching this year I too. I think the movie comes out this year because they're already showing trailers for it already. Not bad. Uh, so not only that, but she's still killing it on the show Blackish as yeah. usual. Um, so yeah, she's bright future for her. I hope this comes out before our Disney cruise because I want to see that. Gotcha, gotcha. No, it's it's definitely slated to come out this year sometime. I, I forget when, but yeah, I just wanted to give her a shout out because I've already I've always been a fan of her anyway. Yeah, I thought she just kills it on this. everyone's actually really good yeah, on the show they, they got a they got a knockout cast yeah so uh just want to shout out to that to that beautiful princess keep doing what you're doing and we're proud of you cool so with that let's get to the player of the week i think you're researching yours you got yours together i got mine together so um you go ahead and go Say, you wanna, say what? You gonna go ahead and go? Ah, uh, why not? Go ahead. Okay, we can talk about other things, or I can just get this off the ground. Go ahead and take off. So, my uh, my player of the week goes out to the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency, aka ICE. So, um, you you generally know what their what their purpose or their role is, right, Walker? Um, enlighten me. So they are to get uh, non-documented people <laughs> um, pretty much deported. I'm, I'm cutting to the chase here, right? Yeah. So enter, and I want to, I want to make sure I get this man's name right. Enter a U.S. Marine veteran raised in Michigan, a man by the name of Jilmar. Mm. Ramos Gomez. Hmm. Mr. I mean, if you're a bigot, he sounds deportable. Well, go ahead. <laughs> so, Mr. Mr. Gomez, he, like some of us do, he got himself in a little bit of a situation, right? Okay. Legally, okay? Okay. So, um, instead of giving this man due process as he, as he has earned that right, did, did I mention Marine veteran? Yes. Okay. Did. Um, instead of giving him due process, he is essentially physically categorized as an illegal immigrant. Okay. Um, so this man, under ICE direction, is detained for three to four days, right? Okay. So in, in, getting, deta- in getting detained, excuse me, he's pleading and saying, well, somebody look at my records. I was raised in Michigan. Not only that... I am a Marine veteran, <laughs> right? Okay. No one listens. Who cares, Mr. Ramos? Sure you are. Yeah. Sure. You bought the, you purchased the Airbnb. <laughs> After, right. In Palo Alto. Right. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, but Walker, what's to note here? Mr. Ramos's defense had to work their way all the way up to, an, to the attorney general. 
Wow. To get this man out of detainment. Wow. Wow. This is America, Walker. <laughs> yes, it is. So, Ice, we know you're listening because y'all listen to everything. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we get credit for your listens. <laughs> Something's wrong with SoundCloud. We gotta is this thing on? Right. Um yeah, and, and let, let me let me fast forward to the other side. Mr. Ramos is is no has no longer is excuse me, he's no longer being detained. Um he is out, but his team is working to uh press charges against ICE for falsely identifying this man as an illegal immigrant. So uh ICE, y'all can have a seat. You're you're my player of the week. Okay. Ice. Alrighty. Well, my player of the week um, goes out to. <laughs> wow. My player of the week goes out to the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. Oh, I knew I would get your attention. I'm calling the board of the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute down to the forefront to receive this reward. All of you. Okay. Now, Gat is looking at me like, Rrr. so here we go. He, um, these are your people. <laughs> <laughs> these are your people. <laughs> so are you familiar with Angela Davis? Yes. <gasps> I caught the headline, but I did not read. Come on, Walker. I need to hear about this. Okay. So we all know, you know who Angela Davis is. I'll, I'll a, for those who are Davis listening, shirt that I wear. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll paint a, a broader, clearer picture for you. Angela Davis is is an activist. Uh, she's an author, not in <laughs> well known around the world for her work. Right, uh, a former uh, Black Panther and a native daughter. Of the city of Birmingham. Just just to keep it in short. The Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. In September of last year. Selected her for the Fred Shuttlesworth Human Rights Award. Um, that I think they have an event that's coming up in February. Next month. And I think they were going to have an event. And honor her at the event. Well, of course, we're in this day and age where people can let their opinions be known. Uh, you have members of the Jewish community in Birmingham who took exception to that selection. And it is your right to voice that concern. So at the beginning of this year, January 2nd to be exact, the Birmingham Holocaust Education Center drafted a letter uh, to the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. And the letter cited Davis and her support of BDS. BDS stands for Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions. The claim against this organization, and I'll admit I haven't taken the time to thoroughly examine this organization, but for the sake of time... I'll cite what their issue is against that. They feel that the this this organization BDS uh, is quote unquote troubling and basically it's anti-Semitic. Um, that's the claim. That's how they feel. Okay. Okay. 
So they are accusing because because she has supported. She's not a member. She's just supported them on on certain issues. She's also been very vocal in her support of Palestinians in terms of justice for them. Of course, we all know the the history um the history between Palestine and Israel has not been the best. Right. Right? So even in that her support for justice for Palestinians, certain laws uh of Israel, she's been kind of vocal about that and the 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 Birmingham Holocaust Center, they expressed their concern in this letter they wrote to the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. So a little over a week ago, the board for the Holoc- for the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute got together and voted to rescind their uh their selection of Angela Davis for this award. Needless to say, this has been a rough week for the Birmingham Civil Rights mm-hmm. Institute. Come on, Walker. Because people have now begun to question why did you remove it? I'm one of those people. Okay. Mayor Woodfin has been one of those people. Okay. A lot of people have been speaking out. We're wanting answers. Do you, how many answers you think we've gotten? None. I haven't seen any. Now it began. It came out what happened that lead to that led to the decision. Since this decision, three board members have stepped Step down. down. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we already know heads are rolling over there on that side. The reason why I'm giving the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute, particularly the board. Because they're the ones who made this decision. I understand, and and, and I want to be very clear here, because I don't want to attack the Jewish community. Because there are people within the Jewish community who are willing to, who want to have a sit down with Angela Davis and come to some sort of an understanding. That was reported, I think I was listening to Roland Martin. He has an online presence where he does news and cover stuff. And I heard, I think Roy Johnson maybe may have said it. Roy Johnson works for AO.com. Okay. Um, black guy. Okay. And so he, what's been said is that members from the Jewish community in Birmingham would like to have a sit down with her to kind of reach some sort of understanding. Okay. They voiced, they're just, they voiced their concern over the selection because of what they perceive to be quote unquote problematic with Angela Davis's support of BDS. Okay. Right. Right. Here's my thing, Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. We hear the Jewish community and we understand the Jewish community. That ain't got nothing to do with what Angela Davis has done for black people in this state, in this city, and what she's done across the board in her work for people of color, black people. Right. Has nothing to do with that. Nor does it take away from the totality of what she's ultimately stood for in the past. And today. Okay. Right? Right. I'm with you. So if in any event, in any event, Gat, any event that the Birmingham Holocaust Education Center want to have an award ceremony and prevent someone, guess who they shouldn't consider? (laughs) Yeah. Angela Davis. AD. In the grand scheme of things, with the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute, Man, come on. that has nothing to do with them honoring this woman. It, nothing. Looking for and the reason one. why you played yourself 
is not is you look not only do you look weak, you are weak. Not only are you weak, you're cowards. Because not only did you allow someone to come in, and it's one thing for people to stick their nose in things that really ain't got nothing to do with them and sway the decision making. You allowed them to change your mind and now you can't even stand on your own too and give a valid defense of why you even took that stand. At least explain to us why you did what you did. You're not giving the, 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 the public anything. That's cowardly. That's cowardly. Well, Walker, who's going to give that? Who's going to give what? Who's going to give an account for the, of the reasons why if the board members are stepping down? Like who, who, who owns that? I mean, well, there's got to be a communications chair on the board, so. Hello? Yeah, that's true. Hello? That's all I'm saying. Well, and you got on to me last time about challenging your player of the week or your, yeah. Don't think I'm challenging this. Oh, God, here he goes. Here he goes. (laughs) But, Walker, I'm a man who loves to assess both sides of the situation, Right. Let's let's step over onto the other side, right? We've already cast stones. <laughs> All right, let's walk over. Actually, I haven't cast stones. My issue is just with the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. You cast stones towards them. I haven't really attacked the Jewish community. No, I'm not saying the Jewish community. I'm talking about the the Birmingham BMCRI. Civil Rights. Yeah. Here goes the only black guy defending the BMC. I, I and then again and again, I'm go. not defending them. Here you go. I'm What's not you? defending them on on record by saying I'm not defending What's them. What's the other side, Gatry? Okay. So this guy, they, right. <laughs> there, there's, I, I'm sure their calculated efforts as to how they decide who are they gonna, who are they gonna honor or recognize, right? And they canceled their event. Keep that in mind. Okay, okay, but we can still assess their for their point of view, right? Do you think they were concerned about how the Jewish community would react had they? Acknowledge Angela Davis in in the way they were initially wanting to. Maybe, maybe. Okay. So you think this could have been a respect move? Because let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Just because you're a black person that has done mm-hmm. great things in the line of justice mm-hmm. and reform and things of that nature, mm-hmm. does that give you a space in the Civil Rights Institute? Does that give you, does that earn you the right to be recognized by the Civil Rights Institute? Say that again. Just because you're a black person or or a minority figure, I should say, working to, you know, create change, reduce or eliminate bias, things of that nature, or continue the good fight on to civil rights across the board. Does that mean you get a spot? You're you're automatically eligible for You should be at least considered. Considered, okay. Whether you, okay. whether you get it or not, it's up to them. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not saying Angela Davis is not, does not, because I'm, I'm a believer, right? Again, I'm just looking on the other side. This, the, well, we still don't know the reasons why, but we can speculate, right? Yeah, but it's hard to stand on that speculation if you have no validity to it. Well, and that that may be where they are right now. But the the thing is, and I'm stepping on the other side now. The thing is, as you decide who you are going to commemorate, are you going to? But we're in the day and age that supports that. But 
do you have to look at every microcosm of what this person does or has done before you consider commemorating them? I don't think you necessarily have to. Right. So for th- for that, I'm with you on the player of the week for the Civil Rights Institute. But I would just I would also encourage you, Walker. Like, although I don't agree with their decision, at least try to form form an opinion of why they could have got gotten there. The Jewish community is a strong community. They are. You say what you want to about them. Okay. All right. And you can argue the Jewish community has their hands in a lot of things. We don't know if they got their hands in the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute or not. That's what's troubling. That's what's troubling. Because how many of us have a seat to the table of their affairs? Oh, you say? With the, the headshots of the board members that I saw that stepped down, not one was a person of color. Okay. Um, so are not, you, not are, saying are that you, that matters. I think that's a good thing. I, hmm. I think it's a good thing that they have Caucasian representatives on the board for the Civil Rights Most Institute. Most people on the board are not black. Most? Most. That was also reported and confirmed by Roy Johnson. You were saying? I'm breaking up. Is this is this commercial? Or do we now return back to our regularly scheduled yeah. programming? Because I was still Walker. saying some things. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So as I was saying is that the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute has also honored Harry Belafonte, who's been vocal and critical of the Jewish community. Danny Glover, someone else who's been critical of the Jewish community, has been honored by the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. So why do you stop here all of a sudden? Hmm? So you suspect foul play. Just go ahead and say it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Stand on your own too. If you decide you're gonna do it with Angela Davis, keep keep that same keep energy. the same freaking energy. That's all I'm saying. You are a coward by doing by by this. You didn't see this through, and now you're reacting. You're just reacting to everything. If you're offended, oh, we're, we're going to do this. Oh, you're offended. Oh, let's do this. You don't even have a backbone. Yeah, I'm with you there. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You didn't know about that. I didn't. But what was I saying before? <laughs> I'm saying let me finish, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Birmingham Civil Rights Institute, you are my player of the month. Oh. Yeah. This is just disgusting. We got two more weeks left in this month. I, good luck beating it. You play the month. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's I I just you you as a collective, they have really played themselves. Really played themselves, and at whose expense? Uh, Angela didn't deserve that. No, she's done too much. Yeah, she don't deserve that. Yeah, and it's so, and you know how I feel about because see, you you want to know it's not even just a black thing; it's a woman thing because you is. I yeah. see how women can be upset about this because you can let. Okay, I'm sorry, (laughs) I keep cutting you off, but. Here's where I agree with you, okay? Think about Angela Davis' body of work. Think of how she's been recognized across the country, if not the globe. So so it, it gets reduced down here to her own hometown of Birmingham, Alabama, and we can't even recognize her. What does that say for us? <laughs> Walker. <laughs> Walker. 
I met I met a person I met a person when I landed in San Jose. Okay. Who was shocked at the fact that I was able to take a plane from Birmingham. Yes. <laughs> this is a conversation we and it, it just it just hit me when we talked about this. Yes. But but Walker. Walker. Oh goodness. <laughs> Walker. What the Civil Rights Institute did with this decision, this this only advocates that person's thought of how backwards we are and how dated we are. Yeah. And my thing is this. My thing is this. I'm, I made. I made. I was very cautious to not step on the Jewish community because the more I researched this, I realized that a lot of people in the Jewish community didn't have a big that. Like if they would have went ahead and nominated her, it wouldn't have been the end of the day. Like that. There. There are in our community. You have black groups and Jewish groups working together on certain things. Right. So it's not like there's just this tension cut down the middle between blacks and jewish people i'm saying is there's so many ways the birmingham civil rights institute could have handled this and they handled it in the worst way possible and couldn't even own up to it like they you couldn't even you know what i mean you couldn't even stand up on your own too like that's what makes it bad It's, it's bad when you make a bad decision it's one thing to make a bad decision but then you make it and be like right yeah. <laughs> so it's that's that's to me I'm like y'all are y'all are a board full of adults. I would I'm gonna be someone has to be an adult. I'm gonna be tuned into this to see how this pans out. Well, I think she's still coming to Birmingham. Okay. I think some other group is going to um celebrate her. Okay. You know. Um but for me, I I would love to see fresh new leadership on the board at the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. This is a classic and, failure in leadership. Finish that honesty. You would like to see it structured a certain way. For people who have the best interest of those who embody civil rights. Like, dude, she went to school with Fred Shuttlesworth. Right. They, right. They had a, you know what I mean? They, they were. This is disgusting. It is. We need people in leadership who understand the people who are nominated, what they mean to the city of Birmingham. And to follow through on these. If Shuttlesworth and, and just got an to, airport, Angela Davis. She'll at least be able to get an award for right. you guys. At the very least. So, yeah. It's, it's again, I, I just, the way it was handled was just disgusting. It was disgusting. Gotcha. Yeah. Well. One last thing before we close. What you got? That has nothing to do with Angela Davis. Okay. Shout out to the Hoover YMCA Red youth five and six basketball team <laughs> we won a game that i don't know how we won this morning y'all are, are y'all undefeated we lost one we had our first loss last saturday okay we got snatched out the first <gasps> last week was the worst sports week ever <laughs> all of my teams lost in deciding fashion anyway um okay but no sorry i'm a little emotional about that but no, we fought today in a game we probably should not have won and won 38 to 36. It nice. was, a, excuse me, 48 to 46 because everybody was commenting on how, score, on how, how high scoring the game was. But, um, you, know, you know, I love being a coach and I know none of my players listen to this, but if the listener is going to know who I am as a person, you got to know that this is important to me. Shout out to my guys for fighting hard today. Good win. Congrats to those guys. 
and I can tell they just from listening to you, they they should enjoy playing with you because of your energy. If Thanks, nothing Walker. Else, nothing else. <laughs> I got to get some footage to you uh, so you can see me in action. Definitely laugh worthy. I'm I'm sure of that. Um, Super Bowl predictions. Who who who's going? Uh, Patriots. So you got the Pats winning. I got them winning. Too. Well, it's on the road. If it was in Foxborough, no contest. I think Kansas City Chiefs has a chance. I still got that. Kansas City? Who's that? Dude, don't do that. Don't do that on air. Don't do that. They played the Chiefs in the regular season. You know how that ended up? That was in Foxborough. But Patriots, Saints, Battle of the Old QBs. Excuse me. Battle of the old Q Breeze. <laughs> Where's the Super Bowl supposed to be at this year? ATL. Ooh, in the dome. Saints. That's that's a place the Saints know they got to win. That's a place the Saints seem to own. Saints, Super Bowl champs. They beat the Patriots. I don't know what the score is going to be. Ask me that when we get closer. Okay. Those are, that's my prediction. I don't even know who the Patriots are playing against. I got the. I, I actually have those same two teams. Gotcha. Um, I don't think. I, don't, I think. I think. Yeah, I got those two teams as well. It's a, it's a setup. We we know it. We can see how this ends. <laughs> but but I, I will I will I will encourage you to keep your eye on the Chiefs and the Rams because they're probably going to be in the Super Bowl maybe next year or the year after that. Well, that's where the NFL's headed. I'm one of three black people still boycotting the NFL, so I'd usually catch the NFL highlights afterwards. Okay. You know, whatever. So you're not watching the Super Bowl? I don't know. You're going to watch. I probably usually I'm I coming to your watching. house and we're going to watch it. Usually, we're going to record. Usually <laughs> live podcast at halftime? No, live from the Super Bowl. Listen. We should do a <laughs> We don't got that big of a followers. They don't care. Um <laughs> Anyway, Guys, thanks for listening to our podcast this week. Whether you agree with anything we said or not, we hope we challenge you to see the world differently and hopefully make a better change for the world. This is the Tipping Point Podcast. Have a good week, y'all.